there's something a little bit more innocent, a little bit more pure than that. Yes. Than having us. Well, which we do this for the right reasons, but we're also paid to be there. We have the ability to be paid to be there. We're doing there for a literal job. Yeah. And Other people coming up. It's you can't you can't be like, well, they're just doing that because they're paid by the circle. No, I'm doing this because I had to pay my own way to get here. And it's and it was a struggle. I had to sacrifice to be here. Yeah. And that means something. It means something to me and it should mean something to them. Yep. That's oh. yeah, nice, Tim. <laughs> Got a little too real there for me. I got a hundred. That's what I did. I was going a hundred. That is not a thing. I'm that going a hundred. I'm, I don't we care if it's. I'm making it a thing. Okay, we're we're gonna change this thing. podcast to how about we don't let Tim say a hundred. <laughs>
It was fine, but I think we gotta give the people what they want, and yeah. what they want is bite-sized, more bite-sized information. Yeah, so more we're digestible. S- more digestible. Exactly. Is that why they say bite-sized? You know, I didn't make that connection until just now. I think you're right. Holy. Make it bite-sized so you can digest it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Can you do that mind blow sound? <laughs> Yeah, there you go, right near the microphone. That's going to come out of... Well, now I know how the mic works. Yeah. I wasn't aware before. <laughs> oh, man, I'm saying use the mic, be close to the mic, and now you're just, you're really going to town on it. I want to make sure everybody can hear me. You're just, if I'm looking, I'm reading the levels, It's you're screaming. You're screaming, and I'm going to have to decompress that. Anyway, but we're going to do segmented. We're going to do bite-sized information, one, two, three, four, four different segments of each episode from now on. Yes. So it's going to be different information, different little fun things for us to do and figure out if people like that. And if they don't, they can comment with a weird name and tell us, hey, go back to the old ways. Yep. We love comments. Big comment people. Yes. Um, What is the total runtime, would you say, of of each episode? Well, we're aiming for under 40 minutes, if we can. Okay. So 35, I think, is is the promised land. That's a good number. But based off our planning, we're already over where we were supposed to be. Which brings us to our first new segment, which is called Good News and Bad News. Because Paige, when it comes to climate, there's almost always some good news, and I got some bad news. It's true. So, it is true. Yeah. I think it's a good balance out, because climate is a very doomy it's like topic. It can be. It can be. If you make it that but way. But there's also us giving... There's there's a bunch of stories out there giving us a fighting chance. So what do you want yes. to... Should we start with the good news, or should we start with the bad news? I say we... Has anyone ever asked you that? I got good news and I got bad news. My mom to... is famous for doing that. <laughs> really? Yes. Dr. Reigns? Yes. She's a psychologist. You think you, she would know better. <laughs> well, I'm, of course I'm going to say the bad news. Yeah. Who says the good news? I don't know anyone who said good no. news. No. So, so let's start with good start news. With <laughs> <laughs> let's start with the good news. Let's, let's, let's change news. it up. It'll be different every week. Yeah. Okay, so the good news is... We were just talking about how climate is a very doomy, gloom kind of topic, which makes sense. But there are, things are improving. Maybe not at the rate we need them to be. Maybe not at the level we need it to be at. But look, solving the climate crisis is not a question that is predicated on possibility. It is one of political will. I believe that. Do you believe that? I believe it. Thank you. And one of the reasons we know the technology exists is because we're replacing fossil fuel energy with clean energy. So I read a good news article about offshore wind. So offshore wind, yeah. It's um, offshore wind for the uninitiated is uh, exactly how it sounds. It's those giant wind turbines you see mostly in those flyover states, but it's offshore. And let's just, let's break down some myths really quickly. Some people say they're eyesores. Well, the ones being built in Virginia are like 25 miles off the coast. You can't even see them until you're a two hour boat ride in. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. you took one of those boat rides. Yeah, you, can't, you, you cannot see them unless you have Spider-Man vision from the freaking... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that what Spider-Man's known Wait, for? What is really good? What is really... I was just trying to think. I don't know. I've been watching the Spider-Man movies. <laughs> I feel like he's got great vision. <laughs> he does. I'm sh- that was a great thing that yeah, I just so said. Yeah, so if you have Spider-Man vision, um, you can see them on shore. Yes. So a normal person, absolutely, you cannot see them at all from the shore. In Virginia. Okay. Um, cool. Well, the I'm bringing up the article. I would say an, I think it's an hour out. An hour you start out. to see them, and they're but they're little specks, so you can't. They're not really an eyesore. Mm-hmm. The other thing is they don't really kill bear, birds. Nope. No, because it's 25 miles out of the shore again. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is people say there's just it is a complete and utter lie that is clearly started by fossil fuel companies and 
you know, certain people who don't have stake and wanting to save the world for some reason, and that's that it, it it's damaging to whales, and it's not. There's not one shred of evidence that offshore wind hurts whales. No, it's uh, it's um, it's two. it's fishing boats and uh, yeah. huge cruise ships. That's what gets whales. Yeah. So, yeah, it's hard to think that a whale can't. A whale's lived for thousands, millions of years. And it like can't miss a stationary object. It's just such like a, the logic itself is a so wild thing to even consider. Nice pun, wild, wild thing that Nux. Yeah, okay. Tim's it's... been giving Nux today. <laughs> Everybody should know that. I don't know if people Stop are still doing into the microphone. <laughs> That's gonna come as Tim has been giving Nux today. Anyway, okay, so this so is. So yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty cool to see in person. Oh yeah, they're huge, right? The one of the turbines, like the length of the thing that goes around and around, is the size of a football field. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's a what? One turbine? One of those massive wings. I'll, I'll call them the wing. That's sure. That's probably a better way to describe it. It's a... the size of a football <laughs> field. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good thing. So the good thing about offshore wind is not this because it helps us power you know, homes, businesses, buildings, whatever, uh, with energy that doesn't come with the trade-off of making us sick. It's also extremely economically advantageous, specifically for jobs. There are so many parts that come into building an offshore wind farm that it takes a lot of people being paid the entire time to construct them. And since we need a lot of clean energy, this is like great. These are like 10, 15 years worth of like these type of development jobs. And an article came out that said that offshore wind energy, the the development of it, is growing, uh, like the jobs for it, is growing much faster than average. And the training for it, you know, like the on-the-job skills, building it, welding, whatever, and like maintenance of it, is the training takes very little time, like very little time at all. And the median pay is actually like just over or just under $60,000 a year. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Entry level? Well, I mean, the median income in the United States, median family income in the United States is like sixty-seven thousand dollars a year. Okay, so it's a pretty, it's a pretty good idea. But like, essentially, like the our offshore wind one should be completed by twenty twenty-six, and all the job training that comes with it is going to be an economic boom, not just for the economies of them, because if you make more money, you can spend more money. You spend more money, your economy gets better, your local economy gets better, um, but also for the people who are employed by them. So yeah. I love it too. So that's good news. So like, again, this is just proof in the pudding. Don't like that I said that. I like I it. I like that Proof saying. in the pudding? Yeah. Is that a real saying? Yeah. Okay, good. The proof is in the pudding. Um, but I do like that saying. I'm glad that you brought that to the table today. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. According to the article, it's just like a lot of people are very happy with it. It's also a very satisfying job and the training is, like I said, it's super fast. So quick, people, not everyone needs to go to a four-year college. Not everyone needs to get a master's degree like I did. And where do you apply? Where can you? Are you trying to get another job? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'll put the article on our on our um, episode page so people can see it. Yeah, perfect, so, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Anyway, so that was good news. Now let's hey, go for... Bad news. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of bad. It's really not that bad. Who yeah. likes to drink? <laughs> Tim is raising his hand. Both of his hands. I'm not raising... Tim, what the... <laughs> I'm going to add a visual element if you're going to start lying to these things. You're going to lie to our audience. They, have to, they love, trust us. Okay, well, I will we are say... We're integrity. Who likes to drink wine? I love wine. I don't like wine. You don't like wine? No, I've never liked wine. Oh, I love wine. Okay. Well, I love white wine. And this is specifically talking about white wine. 
So essentially, we are not going to have Chardonnay, or not Chardonnay, Champagne anymore. Is Champagne considered wine? Yeah. Oh, I like Champagne. It's from a grape. Isn't that Is the that the only thing? Wine? You know what? I didn't really think about that. <laughs> okay, it's sorry. on the list, so it's got to be. Yeah, I'm sure it's a type of... Okay, listeners, let us know. Well, the other wines involved are Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot something that starts with an M that I'm not going to try to pronounce because I could Is really it French? mess it up. I imagine it it's It looks French. like manure. But that can't be it. <laughs> manure? Right? So Is that, how that you say could it? be it too. I don't know. But it definitely looks like manure. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. all of these wines are at risk of completely losing their flavor, their original taste. And so they're going to go from like this tart. Nice apple you know how when you drink wine, it's probably what you don't like about wine, <laughs> is how it's tart and dry, and people really love that about wine. It's going to go to more of like a fruity, banana, tropical situation. Oh, no. Because of the, the temperature of the climate. You know, banana-flavored things never taste as good as actual bananas. I Have know. you ever noticed that? Yeah. Like banana candy? Banana well, actually, I'm, I'm weird because I disagree, because I love banana-flavored things. Really? Mm-hmm. Like the so, banana Laffy Taffy. So, okay, I'm sorry. How does this connect to what we're doing? They're Because of climate change? Is that what's going on? Yeah, so basically, climate change, global warming, is, is warming up the climate where... Let's focus on champagne here, just to keep things easier. Okay. Champagne in France is only... Champagne only comes from France, right? Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a thing. Oh. So apparently... For anything to be considered champagne, it has to come from France. Champagne, France, is literally a place. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish people so could see you... your mannerisms. <laughs> you like went from point A to point B to point C, and then you like waved them out like champagne, France. <laughs> I'm learning this as we go. Okay. And so, if you were in Champagne, France, this is how I understood Can it. Can you imagine saying I'm from Champagne? Yeah. What did it? Okay. So, anyway, yeah. um, if you're in Champagne, France, and then let's say you're you're sipping, you make wine in Champagne, France, right? But it's on the border, and then you make champ, and then you make wine on the other side of Champagne, France. <laughs> have, okay, I love that I keep saying Champagne, <laughs> France. I think we've established that Champagne is a place in France. <laughs> the one that you made inside of inside of the Champagne, France. That Champagne is Champagne, but if you made it outside of that, that's sparkling wine. Oh. Even if it's the exact same everything. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, this region of France, they're losing the flavor. They're not going to be able to grow that grape that creates that specific champagne flavor in that area. So we literally will not have champagne anymore. Oh. Yeah. That, I mean, that's kind of a bummer considering we just had New Year's. Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone, champagne and... What, what about sparkling cider? Is that covered in this? There's some non-drinkers out there. Don't ask me questions like that. Okay. You know I don't know. Okay, sorry. <laughs> You're the one lying about me raising Wait, my yeah, hand. Wait, let me, let me BS that. You're the one portraying me as an alcoholic. <laughs> sparkling cider. Tim just pulled out a flask. We probably still have. I mean, that's isn't that apples? I don't know. Is sparkling cider a place in France? True. <laughs> yeah, do we only... No, no. You can make your own sparkling cider if you want. You just... you just. Uh, what are you, a bootlegger? <laughs> what are you talking do you about? do in your bathtub. <laughs> okay. Well, that's... So that's bad news, I guess. It is bad news. It is bad news. Although I will say, because it is... This is this is not as bad of news. I'm just gonna be honest with you. It's, it's the first episode of the year. We're trying to do like yeah, a, we'll a ease soft people takeoff. In. It's not as bad as you think. In some areas, the wine is actually getting tastier. 
Oh, so you got good news and bad news in this one. I do. I have a little mix. Oh, okay. Now, I don't know how long it's going to get tastier because I think as we continue to see, if we don't do Oh, things, you're going to end bad on yeah. bad news again. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 exactly. If everything I mean, gets hotter, it's going to be harder to grow wine. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Because the oh. way that wine is produced is essentially you have a growing period and you want it to be a certain length. But when it's warmer and you have shorter cold periods... You have to harvest it faster, which doesn't allow the grape oh, to like build to the flavor that you need. Oh. Which is why it becomes tropical and not as good. Wow, we're just a couple of some... some Somaliers. That... <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you did the Italian... I did do the Italian. Is, it some, is that Italian? No, it's definitely... <laughs> I would imagine it's French. <laughs> okay, well... I don't think there's a good segue out of this one. No. It's too bad we don't have sponsors because then we could just break it up, but we don't have any sponsors. (laughs) All right. Now we're going to move on to the next segment, which is Climate WTF. WTF stands stands for whatever you want it to stand for. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What what the... the Frank's hot dog? What the France is going on in Champagne. That's good. Um, on theme. And this is where we define a term that's generally understood by climate activists and probably no one else, right? Because let's be honest here, climate activists don't always come up with the best with the best terminology for people to understand. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's a million terms. It's not. I don't. I don't even like hearing all the terms together. No, neither do I. It was hard. Yeah, it's tough. They need a gloss. You shouldn't have to have a glossary in front no. of you just to understand climate stuff. So we're doing climate WTF. Um, so today's term is a pretty easy one. This is actually also relatively self-explanatory, but it's just transition. The thing that I like about it is it's basically a sentence in itself. Yeah. Yeah. The just, explanation just is transition. Yeah. Just. Why, just don't you, transi- why don't you just transition? Just do it. <laughs> Nike sponsors transitions. Just do it. <laughs> Transition. Just transition to clean energy. Yeah. Just do it. Well, this is a term we use a lot that just talks about how because of the fossil fuel system that we have, a lot of people have been left behind. And that's not just people who are overburdened by pollution. I mean, it's absolutely that. But it's also people who worked in fossil fuel industries like coal, mm-hmm. who once the coal runs out or it's no longer economically viable for that coal company to be there, like that was their entire, that was their entire economy was based off of that. And then when the coal companies were like, peace and left they all the the economy of those local areas got completely destroyed Mm -hmm. so like how do we make sure that that doesn't happen when we get off fossil fuels for economies local economies that are still on fossil fuels whether it's coal whether it's natural gas how do we make sure that we don't make the same mistakes that fossil fuel companies did Mm -hmm. or that we let more appropriately speaking we let fossil fuel companies get away with for example how like a fossil fuel company being able to build several power plants mm-hmm. in a five mile radius, you know, where people live. If we're going to save the world, we got to do it in the right way. And that means that we don't leave anybody we don't behind. Overburden people. We don't leave anybody behind. Yeah. And we're smart about it. Yeah. We, we make sure that we get off fossil fuels into clean energy, which is the way we power electricity in a way that doesn't make people sick and making sure that we have everyone, everyone, no exceptions left behind and that nobody gets excluded so even when we're developing solar in an area we want to make sure that the community is consulted exactly when we're trying to shut down a power plant we want to make sure that the people who have jobs there are still taken care of Mm -hmm. when we want to shift our economy away from oil and coal and gas we're making sure that we're taking into account the needs of people and making sure we're not you know 
um, essentially screwing people over like the fossil fuel companies do over and over and over and over again. Yep. So that's what we mean by just transition. So we save the world, but we also make build a better one. Yep. Ooh, that's good. I should have just said that. Work smarter. Work juster. That work didn't juster. Work. <laughs> you don't like juster? That... I know grammatically it's not correct. Work juster? Be juster. Juster transition. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> okay, okay. We love just transition. It's That's, beautiful. Yeah, I. Thanks. <laughs> We're going to get better at this. This is the first format. We're, we're actually, doing incredible. We're, I think we're doing good. What's the next segment? The topic of the day. Yeah, the topic of the day. That's where, kind of like our old old podcast format, we're going to just break down one topic and talk about it at length so that everyone gets the details for it. It's not always going to be the same. Sometimes it's going to be an issue. Sometimes it's going to be a policy. Sometimes it's going to be a climate solution. Sometimes it's going to be a climate um, or an environmental justice like current event. But today, because we're about to start our legislative session, we're going to talk about how legislative advocacy can save the world. So go ahead, Paige. pretty (laughs) dumb. The topic, the topic is legislative advocacy for climate people. I mean, let's start out with what a beautiful new building we have. Oh my gosh. For this upcoming lawmaking session in 2024 in Virginia. I know, I know. Wow. So, uh, there's a cafe. <laughs> if you follow us on social media, you're going to see it mic'd up between me and Gustavo. And it's me being fascinated by everything. <laughs> and Gustavo could not be more unimpressed. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's back up. Legislative advocacy. What is that Paige? What is legislative advocacy? On the state level. We're talking about state level stuff. We're a Virginia podcast. We're going to talk about legislative advocacy. Legislative advocacy? Yeah. So that is where give you, me the skinny on you it. advocate for a bill that you care about. And yeah. you advocate for that by speaking to your representative, mm-hmm. letting them know, you know, whether that's via an email, whether that's in person, whether that's a phone call, whatever it might be. Maybe it's, you know, attending a rally, whatever it is. Yeah. You are advocating for some sort of change in your community. Specifically to state laws. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. No, we're talking about the state level. Yeah, the real The big time, deal. except not the federal level, which I guess your would be big time. Your senator and your delegate. In the state level. On the state <laughs> level. All right, so let's, let's give some context. We're talking about the state legislature, which is made up of two chambers, just like Congress, right? It's just like Congress, except it's Congress, but just for Virginia. So this is mm-hmm. where they make laws. Baby Congress. Ooh, all right. So we passed laws of Virginia. It's through what we call the General Assembly. That is our state legislature. And you'll, it's, hear, you'll hear people say the GA. GA, yeah. GA stands for General Assembly. GA members means they're part of, they're an elected official. There's two groups of the General Assembly. And in order to pass a law, it has to pass both those groups. One group is called the House of Delegates. There's 100 people of those people. There's 100 members of that. It's GA members, as we've described. And then the other group is called the Senate. The Senate is there for four years. The House of Delegates uh, members have to run for election every two years. How many people are in the Senate? The Senate has 40 people. And then once they elected in November, then we start a session. For some reason, it was just in our Constitution, we said we'd do this. The second Wednesday in January is when the time period opens up of the only time during the year we can pass new laws. Or repeal other laws okay so that's you with me i'm with you great don't stress yourself out if you're like what because it's the main thing that you need to know are about the delegates and the senators and that it has to go through the house delegates and the senate in order for a law to pass 
Legislative advocacy. So essentially, legislative advocacy is understanding how a law gets passed and being able to act at certain key moments. That's what I would say it is, right? Sometimes that moment is before the session starts. Hey, delegate, I want you to do something about this issue. And call them up. Be like, yo, delegate so-and-so. Just call them up. Call them up. Yeah, that's what... No, no you here's the thing. Do that. This is why it's important to talk about this because... Yes, people. I would agree that the federal level things, you know, when it's like the national, the U.S. Senate and the House of Representatives and the President, things move super slow there. In the state level, especially in Virginia, things move really fast, and it's also a lot more available to the public to do something about it. So, look, I mean, we're not. These are. These, this is a part-time job. They're only. They only. You know, do the passing of. The, they pass laws within six. Or within two months. 60 days on even years and 45 days on odd years. They're looking for people to let them know what they need to pay attention to. They are looking for, they're literally seeking people out to say, what do you want me, what new law do you want me to try fight for? Because they have so many laws that come to their desk. Yeah, and there's a limit on how many they can introduce, I think. Yeah, and so by going to them and saying, hey, this one's important to me, they'll then pick that specific one out. Yeah. I mean, this is your hope. This is what you want. Yeah. Is that they will pick that one out and advocate for it whenever it goes into the decision-making process. But you do know that there's existing laws that have been proposed, or bills, which is the thing it is before it becomes a law, that you're like, well, I like this bill. I really like this bill. I'm looking at Bill over there. Looking pretty good. <laughs> Bill's Look, looking nice Bill's today. looking quite snazzy. <laughs> and you're like, well, I like this bill. Well, the thing is, there's like 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 bills, other bills, who all have their hair up that way. <laughs> and they're, they're all, they're all seeking nice attention. Suit. Yeah, they're they all in that their, nice the suit. Cool shoes on. Yeah, so, some of them are, once you take off the suit, you're like, oh, that's terrible looking. Not cute. But yeah. they can look nice at the start, right? Well, if there's 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 bills, your legislator, the person who represents you and is supposed to be an extension to a certain extent of your voice and your, like public servant, that's what they're supposed to be. Right. They don't not, they're not necessarily going to know about what bill you care about. And they're not going to be able to know exactly what all 5,000 bills are. Mm -hmm. So just by, when people say like, write your legislator, call your congressman or call your whatever, it actually does make a difference because they don't know necessarily what should be on their radar. Yeah. And like... You know, I used to work for an elected official. We won't say who. His name was Tim Kaine. And <laughs> I just remember people would call the office, and if they were talking about a particular bill, we had to put it into a spreadsheet. And if it got some traction, not a lot, you know, 12 or so, that would become an item on the staff meeting. Right. Like, we need to talk about this bill. So, like, 12 people. And that was for the entire like if state. if you know 12 people. Yeah, you know, 12 people. Get Just them to, ask them to give them a call. Yeah. And then Tim Kaine had to represent the entire state. A lot of these people only represent 80,000 people in different pockets of Virginia. Yep. That's where a House of Delegate is. It's really not that many people. And it's 300,000 for for the senators. I think it's 300,000. It might be 200,000. Anyway, but either way, you, they're like, oh, I need to pay attention to this. So just by doing that, you can do it. So you have climate legislation. Let's take the Virginia Clean Economy Act. The Virginia Clean Economy Act is what put Virginia on the path towards a just transition. Ooh. Wow, look at that, how it connects. Well, we'll see if it's... We still got some work to do on the just part, but the transition is in place. Got to get off fossil fuels completely by 2050, which is pretty dope. Pretty cool. Yeah, that was that law itself got 3,000 people sending a message to their elected officials. Republicans, Democrats didn't matter. Letting them know, I want this bill to pass. That was a huge reason, reason that bill passed. Yes, yeah. see with me? All right, so that's... that's and, the, the, and the other thing is, 
they're going to listen to you because they want your vote. All right, so then let's move on. So that's that's like your outside. So that we would call that like kind of soft, softer advocacy, which is still powerful. If you can't make your way down to Richmond, our capital, to be in this new building that's amazing, so cool. according to me, not according to Gustavo, who Gustavo was so impressed, is under underwhelmed. By yeah, the whole underwhelmed. Thing. It's huge. It's huge, and it's not. It's like a five star hotel. It's fourteen floors. Fourteen floors. Anyway, the building's really nice. So if you can, if you have the availability to come to Richmond. That makes even bigger of a difference. Now, and I'm saying this with the full understanding that people have jobs. The time they meet in session is Monday to Thursday mostly, and it's during work hours. So if you have a job and you have a wage job, you know, and can't afford to take off work, yeah, that sucks. And we should probably do something about that. Um, It's also during bad hours. So if you're a teacher, you can't just leave your job and leave those kids behind and teach for yourself. And education is a huge issue. It's one of those things that makes me really mad that we have it set up the way that we do. Yeah, we should have it go a lot longer and then just have it in like, you know, from five to nine or something every day. Yeah, Right. why not? Or like six to nine or I don't know. I just, let's just make it more accessible. I just think there's nothing wrong. I think the key to making our political system better is by having more people being involved. And think, it's, yeah. But right now they can't. They physically uh, cannot or economically cannot, whatever. And also maybe you live in Southwest Virginia. That's a four and a half hour drive. Right. Five hour drive. Like your voices should count just and as much as everyone else. Huge. Proximity dictates the impact of your voice and I don't like that. But that's not an issue we're going to solve here today. So if you can't make it in person, there's two ways you can be really impactful. Number one is lobbying. Um, lobbying itself, people have like a bad taste in their mouth with lobbyists for good reasons, but like our version of lobbying, since we're public advocates, because no one's paying us the big bucks, we're just like, we're getting the medium nonprofit bucks to lobby, <laughs> but we're like, we're not, we're not doing it to help our profits, we're help, doing it to, for public good. You know, Sierra Club wants to save the world, and so when we lobby, we're trying to just make sure that we have a livable future. And I like that you put air quotes around save the world. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Save the world, I Save guess. Save the world. I, I'm just, I guess because it sounds arrogant, but it is true, though. Like, that's what we're no, trying to is, do. Yeah, it is. So, like, no, no, you know we're not getting paid to be in there by some company. And, look, here's the deal. There's an army of lobbyists from special interests. I'm using special interests as anyone who's doing it for their own special purposes, particular reasons, usually to maximize their own profits. Is that inherently evil? No. No. But does that mean that they're going to take into consideration, like, the consequences of their actions, necessarily? Especially if you're a fossil fuel company, like we're trying to maximize profits and that's going to be at the expense of some people's health, some people's lives, some people's futures. So there needs to be an alternative perspective. So being able to present that in person through lobbying, being able to say, hey, I want you to pay attention to this bill. And also this is what this, this is what's in this bill. And this is why this bill is personal to me. That changes the minds of our legislators. It does. I've seen it happen both in this job and the other one mm-hmm. uh, where I used to work on college affordability and domestic violence and like having these students say, I cannot afford to college, go to college unless you give me my, unless you increase financial aid, like make them feel bad for disagreeing with that. Make them say, sorry, I don't want you to go to college. They're not going to, you know, it, there is a potential to pull on some heartstrings. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. storytelling always, that's, that's what's going to work. Yeah. That's what people respond to. Yeah. We help we, us as like paid advocates. We help provide context, but to make something real, that takes real people. Mm-hmm. Not that we're not real people, but we're not, the I mean, re- we're not a hundred. We're not going to be experienced. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Was that slang not, I don't know not what fitting that for me? <laughs> We're not a hundred. Someone please, what the what WTF? There were two emoji that says one hundred. 
though? I mean, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. I'm giving you a hard time. All right. And we're it, not 100. Also, we're, okay. We're not 100. Well, I mean, like, well, it just, because people have to spend usually their own money to be there. What I'm saying is, you know that they're there to do the right thing just because they believe it's the right thing. There's something a little bit more innocent, a little bit more pure than that. Yes. Than having us. Well, which we do this for the right reasons, but we're also paid to be there. We have the ability to be paid to be there. We're doing there for a literal job. Yeah. And Other people coming up. It's, you can't, you can't be like, well, they're just doing that because they're paid by the Sierra Club. No, I'm doing this because I had to pay my own way to get here. And it's and it was a struggle. I had to sacrifice to be here, yeah. and that means something. It means something to me, and it should mean something to them. Yep. That's oh. yeah, nice, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> got a little too real there for me. I got a hundred. That's what I did. I was going a hundred. That is not a thing. I'm that going hundred. Are saying I'm, I don't we care if it's, it I'm making it a thing. Okay, we're, we're gonna change this thing. podcast to how about we don't let Tim say a hundred. <laughs> the whole time you're just trying to get me to stop saying. It doesn't make any sense. We're not 100. That time we went, I said I got to 100. Oh, it doesn't matter. I was like, what, 100 years old? Like, what are you, what are we referencing here? I'm just saying I'm 100. Maybe that's on me. Maybe I'm not cool. 100. All right. The second thing you can do, and this is like kind of like the most drama happens in this context, and that is show up to committee meetings. All right, committee meetings. Before this, I want to talk about when, the first time I brought you to this session. Do you remember oh, what it was? Oh, yeah. The okay. milk. The milk and the, the safari juice. and the safari. Oh, guys. and the safari. Yeah, so that's a weird foreshadowing that no one's gonna understand. All right, committee meetings. That is when all the legislators um, on a particular committee, usually is assigned by topic, education committee, transportation, transportation committee, agriculture Finance. committee. So they're gonna look at or bills just... that have relate to that. Here's the thing about committee meetings: is anyone, literally anyone, doesn't matter about age, location, even if you're a Virginian or not, you can speak at those committee meetings because they review a bill. It's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, it's quite some. Sometimes there's quite the characters that get up there, but I, so what they do is the person who is carrying a particular bill gets up there and says, "Hey, this is my bill." They might field some questions from the uh, committee members, and then the or chairperson of the committee goes, "All right, is there anyone here to speak in favor of this bill?" And anyone can speak in favor of the bill. Anyone, anyone. And then after those people so. are done, he'll go, "Is anyone here to speak against this bill?" So your first, you're literally your first committee meeting that I took Incredible. you to. Yeah, do you want to talk about it? Immaculate performance. There was a bill related to the categorization of juice. Milk. Categorization of milk. Well, it ended up being about juice. <laughs> because, yeah, because someone was saying, someone came up to the stand and said, I think that milk, I think that milk should be milk. And I think oat milk, almond milk, and all the other kinds of different milks have to be considered juice. And he was very passionate about it. And he was like, in Europe, almond milk is juice. Yeah, they call it almond juice. It's like, no, they don't. There's no way they call it almond juice. And everyone juice. had to sit there and listen to this rant. Yeah, for like five was, minutes. He was very passionate. I think it was longer than that. He had statistics <laughs> I want to live in a country where milk is milk. And the, the funniest part about it is before we went into the room, Tim was like, you know, people really come here and they're very passionate about what they're speaking about. A lot of important things happen in the committee areas, you know. Yeah, it's a lot it's, of the committee is arguably the most important part of getting, you know, your bill started in the General Assembly building because it's where you introduce it. And he's like talking about how wonderful it is. We walk in and this guy's just standing there <laughs> yelling about milk. <laughs> and uh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. And then yeah. the, what was the other thing we did? I, you know what? I commend him for his passion, yeah. though. Well, and also, like, you can bring a group with you and a lot of people will like... Uh, dress up in a certain way to stand out more. And that's great because the press is also in the room. So that's a great visual. I have no notes on that. But do you remember the, the same day, I think, 
It was all these people were dressed up in safari jackets because there was a bill that had to do something with the safari zoo in Virginia. And if it had passed, they would have to kill the elephant that lives there or oh, something. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. There was so it was a bunch of people dressed as literally looked like Steve Irwin. It was wild. And they're like, save the elephant, save the elephant in the committee room. I was like, what is going on yeah. in here? So even just for entertainment value, maybe come up yeah, to, definitely. if you can. The committee meetings also can be very powerful. Because like I said, there's press in the room. Like Paige said, they, they do know that they need to have a good perception to win a re-election. Um, I remember there was this bill that, if it had passed, would have eliminated $100 million of financial aid from in-state students at my last job. $100 million, just like that. In-state students, $100 million. People who wouldn't be able to go otherwise. It changed the funding structures of the colleges in a way that essentially eliminated that much revenue. And uh, we worked with this young woman who was at VCU, and she got up there to speak. And she you literally have to look up at them at the committee meeting, which always was confusing me. It's like, they're supposed to be public servants. Why are we looking up? Yeah, I forgot about that. But she goes up to the podium, a little nervous, and says, please don't pass this bill because it's my dream to be one of you. I want to be an elected official. But if I'm going to be accountable and I'm going to be responsible for my constituents and do right by them, then I have to go to college. And if you pass this bill, I won't be able to do that. And she didn't. Usually people say, so I urge you to vote against this bill. This person just said, please don't limit my dreams. And there were, I looked over. The reporters in the room were like, oh, I'm, digging, I'm writing this one down. I'm writing <laughs> this one down. Pictures. And all those committee members were like, we don't want to be the guys who just looked at this young woman in the face and were like, no, I can't go to college. You know, no, no, they, threw, they, they, they didn't pass that bill. Smart people. Yeah, and that, we thought that bill was going to pass. We that every, every indicator, it looked like it was going to. Dang. But then that happened. So yeah, that just shows you. So this is those are two main ways you can do it to like make them do it. And that brings us to our next segment, which is action opportunities. <laughs> That's our kind of final segment. Oh, I like your thing. Better do it again. Okay. Um, I don't think that you liked it. I didn't. I think you said I, that you did I thought the first time you did it, you had conviction. The second yeah. time, you're like, oh, I'm just getting this I out of the way. I'm tired of it. I did. I, well, I, <laughs> I don't know if I was as confident the second time. That's why I, that's why I was <laughs> underwhelmed by your second attempt. Um, all right. So. Action. You can get firsthand experience with this hands-on legislative advocacy this year with the Sierra Club. We are hosting our first, what we call lobby days. Lobby days are very simple. We bring a whole bunch of people together under the common banner of wanting to fight for a livable future. And we're going to advocate for bills that relate to climate change. We're going to advocate for bills that relate to environmental justice. Strengthen not just our chance at having a habitable planet, but also making sure that people aren't overburdened by pollution and people aren't targeted by polluting projects just because of where they live or how much money they make or what they look like. That's what we're going to be doing. And you can join us. It's free, right? Incredible. Who would want to miss that opportunity? Okay, so what day is it, Paige? January 18th. It's a, a Wednesday. That's a Thursday. It's a Thursday. <laughs> yep, it's a Thursday. I know yeah. it's two weeks from today. Yeah. So, today is a And Thursday. I was thinking it was Wednesday. Yeah. This week's got me all messed up. No, I know. We started on a Tuesday. And then... I know. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's January 18th. It's a Thursday. It's a link 7 in the description. 7.30 in the morning to 3 p.m. Yeah. And so we will do all the work for you. We will assign lobby meetings with your elected official if you sign up. You yep. don't have to do any of the work. You we'll also have breakfast. We'll have breakfast. We'll have a good speaker. We don't yep. know who it is yet. I'm um, hoping for AOC, but that's probably not. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just throwing that out there. What if we got her? That'd be cool. That'd be sweet. Why are you laughing? No, no. Yeah, for sure. Why are you sure. laughing at my dreams? <laughs> Well, if AOC's listening, you heard it here. Can't wait to see you on the 18th. 
according to Tim. I'm just saying I was hoping. Okay? Dude, I feel like you wouldn't even be able to handle it. I feel like you would just pass away. Oh, I wouldn't talk to her. No. I'd watch from afar and be like, I can't, I'd be giddy. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to come. Like, you'd, you wouldn't be able to pick out the right outfit. You'd get too stressed and you'd be like, I'm not going. That's it. <laughs> you used to tag AOC in our posts. And one time you walked in and said, she liked it. And I was like, really? And you said, no. I literally <laughs> fell out of my seat. That was one of my favorite jokes ever. I'm so evil yeah, that way. too. Uh, anyway. The look on your face. Really? <laughs> so, uh, so what happened? So, um, what's the what's the link? It's vacira.club slash... Uh, VA Lobby. VA Lobby. And VA is capitalized. Super simple form. Put your name, put your address. So we know where to, where to put you. That's it. That's what you can do. It's That's easy. what you can do. Yeah. yeah, it is easy. We make it easy for you. And if you're worried about lobbying, oh, I've never done that before. Guess what? We're going to have a training. Do the bam, 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 bam. Bam, bam, bam. We'll have a training. We'll walk you through it. You won't be alone. You'll be with other people. If, you, if you're the only person from your area, one of the staff people will go with you. Maybe it'll be me. You'd be lucky. Mm-hmm. She said sarcastically. Tim's... <laughs> No, and I was really trying to say it like convincingly too, but I really do mean that. Though. Oh, thank you. Tim, Tim is maybe very, it'll be you. Tim is a very good lobbyist. Maybe, maybe it'll be you. Also lucky. Yeah. yeah. Lucky is stuff. <laughs> so yeah, that's what's gonna happen. I don't know. I, and that's it. Should be a really great time. And this is one of the biggest things you could do. Every legislative session is a chance to make people's lives better or worse. I truly believe there's no in between. And the way we make it better is by making sure that everyone who can uses their voice to call for doing the right thing. I mean, it sounds simple, but that's, but that's really what it comes down to. Sign up. Sign up as soon as you can. Do it. Any other action, action opportunities you wanted to talk about? Go out and uh, buy some champagne. Save it. And it might be real valuable. In oh, I about guess you're... A decade. Wow. Investing <laughs> tips with Paige. That's what you're ending with? That's all with? I've been thinking about. I love an idea of a bottle of Andre. It just becomes like worth $10,000. I've just been thinking about that. I said we needed outro banter. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I mean, think about it. If it's not going to exist anymore. No, I, I get it. Save your champagne. Uh, save it for the next episode. Okay, save Sorry. your champagne. <laughs> Is that our sign-off? <laughs> save the champs. <laughs> it's the opposite of that one song that's like, pour the champagne. <laughs> Don't do that. All right, well. Hoard it and save it. All right, well, thank you very much for listening to our new segment, our new segmented podcast format. I promise we'll get better at this. No, I think that was perfect. I think that was good. All right. Uh, this has been an episode of How About We Don't, the Pollution Solution Show. I'm Tim Sawinski. I'm Paige Westlink. Send us questions by commenting on Spotify. Subscribe. We'll shout Spotify, you out Apple, next time. Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can. Review us. Let's start asking for reviews in 2024. Good and bad. Yeah, we'll take some bad ones. Just listen. Just if we're desperate and we'll for interaction. It. In our yeah, if we get some feedback on those things, there's also oh, you can also go to va or vacira.club slash questions to sign to literally send us questions. Send us questions from the podcast. We'll do we'll add that to our segments. We'll add that to climate WTF. That would be great if people have heard terms or concepts of climate that we haven't heard before. So all right. Thank you very much for listening and Thanks, uh, get that champagne. For love of God. <laughs> Paige thinks this is the, you wish you could have gone to like invest in Microsoft or Amazon. Well, this champagne is, is the new Amazon or Microsoft. 2024 Microsoft stock is champagne. Yeah. That's what it is. Thank you very much for listening. You got anything else to say? Nope. And classic. Thanks, classic Paige. <laughs> Bye. Bye.